1: Uh, today, the Braves are squaring off of the Diamondbacks as we dive in to more betting on baseball today. Uh, Atlanta, big favorites here against the D-backs, minus 210, total of 10.5 runs. Zach Davies throwing from the D-backs. He's 1-5 of the 6-3-7 ERA, facing Bryce Elder, who's 7-2, and two, with a 2-9-7 ERA. Jenks, this feels like one of the good old standard plays. The Braves in the first five, minus a half. The Braves have been one of the best first five teams in baseball. Mm -hmm. They've got one of the more dependable pitchers on the mound here. I know Bryce Elder is not really a household name just yet, but he's been really good for the Braves this year. And on the other end, Zach Davies feels like one of the most fatable pitchers, at least for the Diamondbacks rotation. So do you think this is a good first five play, or can you sell me on something else here?
0: Well, here's what I would say. As much as I think that is the right side, you're going to have to push what you're willing to lay here because first five minus a half run is minus 165. So, uh. I, yeah, I know. I looked at that early. I'm like, oh, I like Bray's first five. So, And also Bryce Elder had a bad outing last time, but that's not like him. He rarely has back-to-back bad outings. He's just so very consistent. It really is a hallmark of who he is as a pitcher. So, I don't want to, even from every now and then I'll lay a buck 60, maybe like maybe a buck 65, but I just can't do it. That's just too expensive for me as someone who loves to play first fives, as you know, so maybe you go full game run line, which I believe is minus minus one fifteen. but yeah, my handicap was the same as yours. It's just too expensive.
1: I think this one's been deemed unplayable untouchable because it feels like these prices Are not worth it in some shops the run line in the first five is minus one and a half which is not easy to lay and even the full game run line if you look for the full game i've said this before i don't like playing home favorites on the run line because if you're up one you don't play the bottom of the ninth inning plus the diamondbacks are a scrappy squad they have a good offense i'll say that do you think there Mm -hmm. is anything in this game that is playable whether it's a total in the first five, which is five and a half, which it's like if Mm -hmm. Bryce Elder pitches well, you'll probably hit the under. But um, you look at the full game, it's ten and a half, which is pretty high too.
0: I have read that the weather conditions in Atlanta are going to be perfect hitting weather. So that's why I think we see such a high total. I think maybe your sabotage mm-hmm. factors that Bryce Elder could come out and have a great game. I will say this and I don't I never want to bet value blindly, but also getting the D-backs at +170 is sort of tantalizing. Make no mistake, I think the Braves are the right side, but I always get interested when I say is there any way I can make a case for a very good baseball team At plus 170. It's just that the Braves are so good. I get it. But rarely do you get a team as good as Arizona at that price. So maybe you can convince yourself to find a way to play the Diamondbacks from a pure value perspective. This is this just comes back to what you were saying. I I would probably just stay away.
1: I think if it was any other starter in the Diamondbacks rotation, I'd be with you. But the Diamondbacks have lost three straight starts from Zach Davies. Uh, the Diamondbacks aren't necessarily playing well right now. They've lost four straight mm-hmm. games. But you could kind of say the same for the Braves. Just lost three of their last four games. Uh, one of those to Tampa Bay, which is, is fine. But then they lost two of three to the White Sox. So uh, neither team really trending in the right direction. So maybe two teams. That I should not be betting on, at least until they return to form. Let's go to LA, Angels and Yankees squaring off. We've got both sides of it a pickem pick them here. Total of nine runs. Domingo Herman, five and five with a four, three, two ERA, and also a perfect game to his resume. Then we've got the lefty throwing for LA, who's Patrick Sandoval, who's four and seven with a four four one ERA. You look at the pitching matchup here, and obviously Domingo Herman has an enormous upside. Mm-hmm. We know that. But also, this Yankees lineup has an enormous downside and a very low floor. Ever since Aaron Judge has left the lineup, this is a team that's kind of struggled to score a run. So I think you know that going in. Um, Is there a side you like here? Is there a total? Or is there an angle you think people should know about?
0: I think I would probably bet the over here which is where the money is coming in. I'm not going to play this personally, but you've got two pitchers here, at least in my view, that are a total roll of the dice. This total opened around eight yesterday immediately. And I mean, immediately got bet up to nine. So if you wanted to get eight, you had to jump on that almost as soon as the numbers were released. Herman is capable of pitching. Well, you mentioned that perfect game, but that was against the A's. I don't know how he profiles against the angels. It does help that Mike Trout is out, but the angels are really hitting the ball well right now. And Before last night's game, they had scored 23 runs in their past three games. Sandoval's a guy I always look to fade if I can. He has an ERA of over five at home this season. So if I'm betting this game, I would take two inconsistent pitchers, follow the money, and go overnight.
1: Here's something I noticed from last night's game. Griffin Mm -hmm. Canning had 12 strikeouts against the Yankees. And I get it. These are two different pitchers. But maybe it's something – I think when you play strikeout props, you kind of look at the recent sample size. And if it's not somebody who has stuff that kind of jumps off the page, like obviously when you face a pitcher like Shane McClanahan or Dylan Cease or somebody, you say, okay, that is a one-game sample size. But this Yankees team, we know in the past couple of years they've been kind of strikeout prone. So maybe you look at a strikeout prop for um, the Angels pitcher here, Patrick Sandoval. Uh, But it would depend on what the number is. That's just something that kind of stuck out to me last night. And also that the game went extra innings, although it only went one extra inning. So it's not like they had to use a ton of pitchers. So there are some outliers there, maybe worth uh, banking on, but I can't find an angle I like enough for me to play it let's get back to baseball let's head to seattle mariners and twins here we've got seattle minus 120 minnesota even money total of seven and a half runs bailey over going for the twins he's five and four with a 261 era facing brian Wu, who's one and one with a 363 era jenks uh i feel like i like the play that you had uh, yesterday again yes. i am very tempted by the under here but does it take you off a of play when you played it the night before and your gut instinct was wrong?
0: <laughs> yes, because I like that play. I got a little juicy there. I going up to eight And I, but I liked it. I thought it was the right side. So mm-hmm. that's betting. And I'm like you. The first thing I have in my notes here is going back to the well again because that's what I feel like is the right side. It's it's hard when you're talking about games in Seattle and two teams that just don't really rack up a lot of runs and two very good pitchers or two Bailey Ober, is above average pitcher I feel like Brian Wu is average but Wu has been pretty solid hasn't given up more than two runs in any start since his first outing of the season against the Rangers the early money is headed to the under Ah, oh god I'm with you because I'm like are you serious Jenkins are you gonna do this again but yeah I'd go under seven and a half minus 110 it feels like a low scoring game it should be
1: I think it also hurts more when um, it's unders, too, because there's nothing worse than watching a game on box scores and you see all those runs in the first five innings. You're like, oh, God, I'm going to need – Six straight scoreless (laughs) innings from both of these bullpens. So that's like (laughs) got to be the worst way. But that's kind of what jumps off the page when you see both of these teams. Both teams have good lineups on paper, but it just hasn't come across for either of these teams. And uh, even if you look at the over under records, though, I will say Seattle has been an over team at home just uh, by a smidge. But still, I don't really trust either of these offenses, but I don't trust either of these teams to do anything. So maybe I need to stay away completely. And then finally, here's a weird one. We've got the Giants and the Reds, but I saw this game, uh, their previous game was suspended. I think it was in the seventh or eighth inning. So I would imagine that they probably finished that game today before this game. Does that take you off wanting to bet this game? Because I feel like whenever there's doubleheaders or like something wonky it makes me want to stay away from like the next game.
0: Yes, because it's hard enough to handicap any game, particularly in Major League Baseball. And then you add some sort of, un. there's no way to account for this because it's such a rare situation. Mm-hmm. It's not like, and I don't think I've ever seen if if somebody has this information, I'm sure someone does where, you know, when games have been suspended with two innings to play and then played the next day followed by another, like, like who has that, you know, there's no way to account for that. So when you add such an outlier and something that you really can't quantify at all in an already difficult space, the last thing I want to do is go into that space and say, hey, this is what I think I'm going to do here. What I would say is this, my initial handicap was, but I don't like the number, is I wanted to go first five over because Luke Weaver in particular, I mean, he's been so bad, Chelsea. He's given up 31 runs in his last 29 and two-thirds innings, more than a run an inning. At home this season, over six starts, An ERA of 7.98, opponents are batting almost 300 against him in Cincy, and Anthony DiScofani doesn't really inspire a lot of confidence from me. He has seen his ERA almost double over the past couple of months, so he's good enough to get roughed up early on. First five over six is minus 110. I kind of like that bet, but that's just so many runs in the first five that I got to stay away.
1: So what do you think about a full game over? Because let's go fishing for angles here. Because the only angle I can find is that, okay, you'll have to use a couple more relievers to finish off that first game. Also, the batters are going to be nice and warmed up. And plus, I think both these teams, even if there were no chaos involved here with the game before being played ahead of time, I think both these offenses are really good. Like last night, we had Logan Webb throwing uh, for the Giants. So I think that is, you know, a much better pitcher than we have in this one for the San Francisco Giants. So you just read off the numbers for both of those starting pitchers in this matchup. Cincinnati, very much a hitter-friendly ballpark. I think the over is worth a look. Maybe if you bump it down to 10 and take an alternate total here, I think that's the only play I like.
0: I want to do that you can go down to 10 and it's minus 140 so I like that play quite a bit that's something I would definitely consider it's juice to the over 10 and a half at GM at minus 120 but over 10 minus 140 is something I, I always hate those hooks but you make a good point that's a that's a good way to play this game with these two starting pitchers and again with some relievers who will get used early in the day I like that
1: yeah that's why we go fishing for angles and uh, try to always find that extra edge that we can use